Hey, it's Tanika Bruce, also known as Coach Bruce or the Network Nurse. I'm a registered nurse, an author, a leader, a doctoral student, a wife, and a parent. Join me on this journey to discuss nurse X's and O's from nursing to networking. With my experiences, failures, and lessons learned in leadership, business, and sports, my hope is to positively impact your life by challenging you to chase after your goals with relentless pursuit. Let's aim to achieve success beyond your wildest dreams. Join me as I chat behind the scenes with the feisty chef, Sherry. We discuss all things that matter relating to comfort food and fostering friendships and how they're connected. Catch laughs and real emotions, delicious dishes and catering secrets. She'll also highlight how the pandemic has positively influenced private businesses such as catering, but learn just how positive relationships can inspire success. Let me welcome Chef Sherry, CEO of Feisty Foods. So we're, you know, the whole essence of talking today is obviously to share the world, Chef Sherry and Feisty Foods, but we're, we're in this pandemic, obviously, and right. we have so many people that simply need healing. And ultimately, you have such a unique perspective of being able to, I mean, you and I'll let you introduce yourself to everybody, but you have this perspective of being on the West Coast and, you know, having Southern roots and then having the one thing that really brings everyone together and that's food. I mean, that's food. just the bottom line. It's food. It will do and it so every time. I, I just, uh, you know, why don't you take a minute to just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about Feisty Food and why you started it. Well, um, my name is Chef Sherry and I am an Air Force brat. I am an Army veteran and when I was growing up, my mother's house was that house on the corner. We came in for popcorn and popsicles and things in the summer when it was hot outside. And so um, in in keeping that tradition of how I was raised and mimicking, uh, you know, the things that I was taught by my mother, my house became that house. And so, uh, you know, no better place to know where your children are than when they're at home with you. So I opened up that home, uh, you know, to allow my children and their friends to be there uh, in, in what I felt was a safe environment, a loving environment. I always had food and snacks that turned into Oh, hey, can Miss Sherry come and make spaghetti for the basketball team? Oh, hey, can Miss Sherry come and do barbecue for football? And so then from that, my house became that house on the corner as well. And so, uh, you know, sporting events at my children's high school for all of the various teams that they were on. My kids were athletes on multiple you know, multiple teams, basketball, football, wrestling, track and field. And so uh, when it was time to have that sports banquet at the end of the year, I was the one that they called. And um, I've always loved, you know, to feed and, and to serve uh, people food and to hear that hush that falls over the room and all you hear is the fork to the plate, the fork <laughs> to the plate, you know. And that's when I go, mm -hmm, I got you now. <laughs> so, you know, and it's a it's a 
thing of pride, um, I think for mothers, you know, a thing of love, a thing, uh, I think for most people, you know, when you're, when you're serving or you're doing something um, in hospitality or loving kindness to other people, uh, mm -hmm. that you would be able to uh, warm someone's belly, uh, you know, in, in the South, you know, we might not have much money. We not, might not be able to buy you a plane ticket, but on your travels, you can come in here and get a warm plate of food. We're going to love you up. We're going to hug you real good. We'll give you the $2 we got. <laughs> and you go on your merry way, your and, way and know that you've been loved, you know? So, yeah, yeah. so it, stem, it stems from that. And so um, then I met you when my daughter was preparing to go off to college. And it turned into, well, you know, I'm going to go visit my, my child. And that turned into, well, since you coming to visit, <laughs> let, let's feed the children a little bit, you know, let's get them some food. So, you know, and, and that, that relationship just, you know, has, has hands down been more than, more than worth its weight in gold. And, uh, you know, as a treasured family member that, that you are now and the ability to be able to, um, miss my child from afar, but be close enough, not to be interfering, but, you know, just feed the babies right quick. And then, you know, come on back <laughs> right. right. see you next month, you know, but um, yeah. I think the food is healing. Yeah, for sure. And I can definitely say that uh, feeding my belly was one of those things that you never had to even ask if you can stop by. So uh, again, obviously we can, we can see, the passion in you and where it's come from. That's just such a deeply rooted thing. Yeah. But I can say, and, and again, I, and we joined and, and as quickly as we could get Chef Sherry on, I was like, oh, I got about 30 minutes. Let me hop on and get in the call with her. We're just very right. fortunate. And that's ultimately the feeling that, you know, I've had as you know, one of your, one of my very best friends for those of uh, you, the world that doesn't know it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just been uh, a wonderful blessing to have you in my life. One, because again, you don't have that deep rooted sense of friendship. And that's what we're, we're talking about is fostering friendships and yes. how that relates to food. Absolutely. And the fact that you are like the best cook uh, it happens to, to work out really nicely. So just so everyone knows, I have no problem with eating well. And uh, if there's any issue, you know, Chef Sherry will be on a flight all the way from California. So not a lot I of people do can it. say they have a chef that can cook just about every single uh, genre of food. I mean, what, what was the last thing you cooked up that somebody probably would have never thought about? Um, well, I... Uh did a Lebanese repass. Uh, a good friend of mine, he's become like a little brother. Well, you know how military people are. We, we know no strangers because we can't afford to be strangers. Wherever you go, you have to fit in. You have to adapt. You have to overcome. You got to assimilate. You got to, you know, make friends because, you know, you're constantly on the move. And so when I came here to California, uh, I met a gentleman who's now my little brother. And, uh, you know, because we always make friends very fast. And so I said, okay. I said, well, we're challenging me, aren't we? So, you know, because I've always said, well, you know, if you'd like to do an intimate dinner for two, you know, just throw a dart at the map and, uh, you know, we'll see what we come up with. Well, 
true to form, mm -hmm. these people are Lebanese. So when I tell you that bulgur wheat and parsley make the best tabbouleh on the planet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I made this tabbouleh for this repast. It was for 100 people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was a lot of flat leaf parsley. A lot. And I served that tabbouleh, mm -hmm. shoulders back, chest out. When I put it on the table and I said, okay, let's go. At the end of that repast, the satisfaction for me was that some of the Lebanese women who were there mm -hmm. at the repast said, the tabbouleh is fantastic. Wow. So <laughs> that's, you know, that's worth gold. My gold stars from my clients come when they say, that was it. That's good. You hit that's the nail good. on the head. And it's a and it's a lesson. It's a learning lesson for me. And I have always a lot of my recipes have been crafted from someone's grandmother. You know, when I was in college, my first pound cake, uh, I went I went to school in Ohio. Yeah, in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every weekend during football season, we would go to Tom Williams grandmother's house. Her name was mm -hmm. Honey. Okay. I make this Honey Pound Cake. I have been making it since I'm 17. I'm wow. 56 now. I make this pound cake. I know how to make it eyes closed. I don't need the recipe. I've made it so many times that I have now, and I and that's what I call it, is my Honey, is my honey Pound Cake. Uh, but Miss Honey taught me how to make that pound cake from scratch. I have a girlfriend whose grandmother was in uh, from Lynette, Alabama. Uh, uh, Lisa Hightower and uh, I have her grandmother's red velvet recipe mm. and that's that red velvet recipe that you love so much that's the one that uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> when I brought the, the red mm -hmm. velvet cupcakes mm -hmm. to practice the cupcakes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but um, I, I I like to get it authentic I like to get it as real as possible mm -hmm. um, you know and from people who have actually taken the time to perfect that thing because it, it's their expression of love to their family. So, you know, wow, same thing wow. with biscuits, the same thing with certain stews. You know, mm -hmm. I have my own crafted um, clam chowder since being out here, you know, in California with all this sourdough bread everywhere. I'm getting my clam chowder together, honey. Right, right. And so, um, you know, now I have my clam chowder that I serve in a little booty and shout out to San Francisco bread bowl. But, um, yeah, I just like for it to I like for it to be as authentic as made with love. You know, I'm real butter, real sugar, real cream, full fat, full flavor, big girl. <laughs> just from the south. That's what it is. That's, that's, well, the, it the, is. that's, that's powerful, you know, authentic and full of love. And I think that that, you know, that anyone that knows you knows that that is you with a little bit of jazz. And there's a reason that spicy <laughs> foods and yes. know, people are like, wait, how do I pronounce that? And, you know, kind of a deal. But that's yeah, that's you. And, uh, yeah. you know, we got to talk about the whole full sugar and full uh, cream kind of deal, because, you know, you got a lot of vegans out there in, in, in California, too. So I what do, do you do for these vegans? And you already know, I can say right now from experience, you know, Chef Sherry has gone from, 
you know, my diet, which is now vegan. And Ooh, baby. Uh, she it's been a journey, she, hasn't it? She didn't, she didn't necessarily like it, but I can tell you what, she came in full force and could feed a hundred people. Here you go. You got, we're going to substitute this, 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 and this. Oh, yes. It tasted like it was soul food from, you know, 1948. And so I just, <laughs> uh, you know, but what do you, what do you say to people like, what is feisty foods and, and what do you say to people that go yeah i'm vegan or i'm gluten-free or any of these things how can that talk, talk a little bit about both of those things well i will tell you this feisty uh i pledged a academic sorority in college and my sorority mother twinned me with another soror sister and so it was feisty and finster and i got feisty because i got my name honest now that's the f-e-i-s-t-y right really feisty for real and uh in my current environment i had to be so i was but because our sorority's name was philolathian right and we were a philanthropic social you know sorority uh everything you know in our sorority was ph all the F's were replaced with a PH. So when I was looking for something to name my catering service, I decided that I was going to name it after my sorority name. It had, it had befit me all this all these years. It is a part of my character, part of my personality. Feisty allows me to pay great attention to detail. Feisty allows me to color outside of the lines. Feisty allows me to break some of the rules, to bend others, to bring to you a completely curated culinary experience that will not be cookie cutter, will not be like anybody else's culinary experience. I'm not gonna throw a bunch of food together. I don't go to Sam's Club or Costco and buy a bunch of items that are already pre-made and put it on a tray. No, I am in that kitchen at 2 a.m. grinding out the best champagne buttercream frosting that you've ever had in your life. And that's why it's feisty. Now, when I came to California in 2014, you got to learn to like an avocado. Now, I still don't care for avocados, but I make a mean avocado toast. Please don't misunderstand it. So then it was like, okay, now I'm doing corporate gigs. Now, now we're doing lunch service for 50 staffers in an office, right? But, you know, I have three that don't do pork. Okay, easy enough. But I have 15 that are vegan. You know, I have eight that are vegetarian and uh, everybody's got to eat. And the days of, well, just give them a salad and let them be on their merry way. Right. As you know, is dead. Right. Nobody's trying to hear that. Mm -hmm. Nobody's trying to hear that. And I will have to say that it was absolute, um, just uh, cultural one slash and ignorance on my part because I just not had been exposed to some things. You know, uh, Mississippi is not uh, the diabetes capital, <laughs> the obesity capital of the world for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Over there, they're dropping the whole hog in the ground. They're pulling it up, slapping it down to barbecue. I'm going to need some collard greens, some mac and cheese, some cornbread, and some potato salad. So that's three starches on the plate. <laughs> and then nobody's mad. Nobody's right. mad. We also ate heavily like that because it's a cultural thing. That thing's got to sustain you because you got to work a 12-hour, 16-hour day to include travel back and forth where you may have been walking somewhere. Right. And then you've got to 
come back home and then prepare and cook or get ready for your next day's work. So there's a reason and a purpose to why we eat heavy like we did. But nowadays, that's not the same uh, necessity. So we don't have to eat the same way. And folks over on the West Coast, they live a very different lifestyle. They're very pedestrian in their living. They can walk to the corner and get fresh flowers, a bottle of wine and fresh bread. Love it. They can, uh, you know, get up in the morning. They start their day. They go to the gym. They go to work. They come back home. They socialize with friends. There's a lot of living outside of the home. And a lot of that is due to the weather. You know, we're not hunkering down in the winter over here. You know, it's 72 degrees outside right now. You know what I'm saying? So lifestyle is a lot of it. And so you have to learn how to uh, break down a jackfruit. First, you got to identify it because that's an ugly thing in the grocery store. (laughs) That's an ugly thing in the grocery store. And then to think about, oh, my God, now I've got to crack this joker. I don't know what's inside. I've never seen this before. So then after you crack that thing and you've broken it down and you taste it, you realize, okay, this is this is a meaty, fleshy thing that will pull out just like pulled pork. I have made faux chicken salad with jackfruit. I've made pulled pork, drop that over some buttermilk cornbread and drop that feisty food barbecue sauce. Please, you're not understanding what's going on. And you be vegan, but you're going to eat today. You Listen, I didn't have you around whenever <laughs> I tried jackfruit. I bought the package in the store. Right. And I go, I don't really know what Chef Sherry is talking about over here. And right. how can, quickly can we get her to move down here? Because this is not the same. <laughs> this is not the same. And uh, Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and so let me see if I can get some care packages from Chef Sherry on some right. food, you know, meal prep. It, right. We need a meal prep service. And right. you know, before I even go any further, I mean, I have to you know, say to the world because you're going to have people say, oh, wait, let me look up who has spicy foods and so forth. And we'll put all the information in the end of the video on how to okay. contact you. However, well, I do need you. to put the disclaimer <laughs> out, though. You know, you just can't call Chef Sherry up and, and no, you can't. get catering. <laughs> you know, don't don't let her fool you because we're on the. Uh, the chat and, um, you know, in the event that, uh, you know, you guys are, are are listening in or watching in or whatever it is, you know that, I mean, again, I did have to preface that I have VIP treatment because Sherry is my best friend. If not, I probably wouldn't get a catering for three years. So, uh, you know, she's, she's being modest, but, you know, she caters to you know, NFL, uh, you know, sports athletes and musicians and, uh, city officials and and leaders all all over the world, and uh, which reminds me, I need to you know, talk to you about doing the catering for my leadership group. So uh, you know, yes. Jerry, we we have we've gone just back so far, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it just it it makes you realize that you know even your closest friendships are somehow surrounded by food. So. Can you yeah. maybe share just how, I mean, I think people, they got on Zoom and all of that stuff and then they got crazy and then they're like, now I'm sick of Zoom. But during this time of pandemic, I mean, have you talked, I mean, it, it's nothing to pop on a Zoom and right. just have a conversation, right? Just like right. we're doing now. And even still, 
How about, you know, cooking something or, or talking about food or whatever it is? Because again, like you said, it's the thing that warms the belly. And right. maybe share some things that people can do to still kind of feel connected. And, you know, whether they've, you know, they've gone through some loss or maybe they've gone through some, you know, difficulty in their lives, how mm -hmm. you can connect, you know, these, these friendships with food right now. Right. Well, you know, there's this um, sister circle cake that uh, runs around through an email or a text message. Um, and some of my it's, it's uh, I was first introduced to it through military wives. So it's a cake that you send broken down in dry ingredient. And uh, it, it's almost like a chain letter. Okay. where each person adds an ingredient as they're moving it forward, right? And it's supposed to be enough. Okay, so let's take that pound cake I was talking about before, right? So you're sending the flour. I'm adding the sugar to it. Someone else is adding the this or the that, right? And then when this recipe has finished circulating around, then there's enough that we're going to, the last person who receives it would then add the wet ingredients, of course, right? Okay. They're going to add the butter. They're going to add the eggs. They're going to add the milk, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, it should all pan out where you should get like 10 little mini pound cakes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then they get sent back around. So there was, there was that uh, that we used to do in uh, some military wife circles, but um a lot of times, you know, people have people, everybody is a food critic. Everybody loves to cook, except for the ones that feel like it's a chore and it's a mandatory thing. So, you know, people had time and a lot of folks during the pandemic, they would get on YouTube. They would get on. There was a craze out here, sweetheart. Everybody on the planet was learning how to make sourdough bread. And I don't know why personally you would put yourself wow. through that i'm gonna tell you the truth it may have been fun for a moment but um i didn't have any interest in learning how to make sourdough bread <laughs> i know where the best sourdough bread is i will go there and support that business oh, okay oh, but where people, is that by the way i need to i need to visit that when i come and see you, <laughs> you probably have too many bakeries <laughs> listen shout out to boudin they make uh -huh. a fantastic sourdough bread here in um in uh, San Francisco, but given that I live in Oakland, honey, I go to Acme, just like Roadrunner and Elmer Fudd. I go to Acme, Willie Coyote and Roadrunner. I go to Acme, A-C-M-E, Acme Bakery right here in Berkeley. And honey, I get whatever I want, however, in whatever quantity I want, it's fresh every single day. And so that's what I do. But people would get on YouTube and learn how to make different things. Um, I'm a student. Anything, anything that has to do with food that is creative, I don't care if it's makeup or it's fashion or it's blow. There's a whole series on Netflix about blowing glass, you know, a glass blowing competition, makeup competition. Anything that sparks to me a creative idea, my brain will translate that into food. It could be colors. It could be art. It could be Bob Ross with that little afro you know, painting something and I may see some colors and be like, oh, okay, that, that, that could translate into, you know, something else. That, that's just how my brain works. But, um, a lot of times you get on a zoom, 
So you call up all your little nieces, right? Your big auntie, you call up your nieces and you say, okay, or you send a, send a text message to their mothers first because we all know a tore down kitchen, it make you mad. But send a text message, send an email, get all these little ingredients, take a sugar cookie recipe, cut it in half, send it out to all your little nieces and say, okay, next Saturday at two o'clock, we're going to get on the Zoom. And you're going to have all your little ingredients together. Have your mommy put each little ingredients in a bowl. We're going to put out a table, go to the dollar store and get you a cheap little plastic table cover. So we're not tearing up nothing. Put that down on the table. And then it's a way to connect and talk to your little nieces and your and your little nephews and be like, we're going to make cookies or we're going to, you know, Santa's coming. Have you been good? I'm not sure. Let me see these cookies. Let me see what this looks like. We're going to make these cookies. We're going to put it on a plate. And then maybe you're the big auntie that sent the plate that says cookies for Santa. They make the cookies, put the cookies on the plate, get your little glass of milk put it out there on the table and you've done something interactive with your nieces and nephews. It's a time for you to check in. Are you behaving? How is school going? How do you feel now that the pandemic is, uh, you know, in a different place and you're not isolated at home? Are you making new friends at school? You know, how are you feeling about having to wear your mask in class? I mean, if these are just ways that you can link in and you can tie in, check in, See about your people. See about the see about the babies. Cause you know, this whole pandemic, well, you know, that's a whole nother sermon. But you know, I feel like the babies have just been kind of left last, you know, with the with the vaccination process and everything. And I think that they've suffered the most because their little tiny minds don't understand what's really going on right now. But that's a that's a simple way. You know, you can you can make brownies, you know. Hell, we could do hot dogs and french fries. You know, right, get your right. hot dogs together, get your little buns. We're going to put it in the stove. Mommy and daddy going to help you. And we're going to we're going to have hot dogs and french fries and milkshake. And we're going to check in and see how each other's doing. I mean, right. it's the simplest, tiniest the little things. You got smaller, tiny ones. OK, guess what? We're going to go back to the dollar store and we're going to get two of them little plastic tablecloths. And we're going to tie one around your neck. Mm-hmm. And the other one we're gonna put on the table, and we're gonna do peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, oh. and we're gonna get a little bag of chips. We're gonna have two cookies because you don't need more than two. <laughs> and we're gonna talk and check in and see how each other is doing. That's right. it. Food is a food is the connective tissue that brings people together. You ever notice when you go to a party? I have been to people's home where the house is immaculate. They have strung lights outside. They got a live band in the backyard and everybody in the damn kitchen with me. You let people be in the kitchen with you? You always kick me out. How does that work out? Well, you, well, you know, you have to be gracious to some folks. <laughs> you you get what it is. But, you know, some folks, you have to be patient. You have to say, oh, yes, well, I'll be with you momentarily. And then generally, you know, that's when you go get the hostess and say, please get your friends and take them out to the bar. I'll be with you momentarily. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying that, that people like to gravitate to the kitchen it's a safe place it's a safe place it's a warm place place. right a happy place your nana your grandma your opa your grandpa your aunties everybody was in the kitchen and you knew that if they were in the kitchen they were preparing food and if they were preparing food it's because they were meeting a need Mm -hmm. they're meeting a need and they're doing it in love yeah 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 wow 
Yeah. That's pretty powerful. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of the things too, that people, they feel like they can help or yes. that they're needed or they're right. kind of, no matter where the kitchen is, they're central. To no matter where the kitchen is, because honey, you go to, you go to a church and you try to dismiss uh, that little lady in the back who's been fixing uh, Sunday dinner for pastor for the last 30 years. You try to get her to mm. allow you to come in and help. Oh, no, honey. You oh, might no. as well just put her in the ground now because right. that is her service. service. That's her giving back. That's her tithes and offering. She, honey, I've been serving pastor for all it, mm -mm, you don't even know what he like. I, I'll fix it. I know what yeah. it has to like. Oh, yes, yes. People assign a great amount of giving of themselves mm -hmm. through food. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. As do I. As do I. I don't care if it's three people in the room. I don't care if it's a private dinner. I don't care if it's a hundred people in the room. But that chit chat when they're going through the buffet line that turns to silence when they're sitting at the table. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honey, that is, that is, that is <laughs> it for me. That is right. it for me. Cause I said, ah, there you go. Mm -hmm. They enjoy it. Because if you notice people, people, if people aren't enjoying their food, they're moving around the plate. They're talking this, that, and the other thing. But honey, you can't talk with your mouth full. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I've been blessed and fortunate to be able to understand uh, what my assignment is. You know, the, 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 the difference between your gifts, your talents and your skills and how to convert and converge them into something that actually allows you to have a living. But I'm having a living in a time period where I'm able to do what I want to do, how I want to do it. Wow, and it's always different and fun and creative because no two parties will ever be the same. It'll be the same. Yeah. It'll never be the same. It's always something different. Always yeah. something different. You know, a six-year-old birthday party. It's like you you get into character. You got the colors. You got the everything from, okay, this is what a six-year-old might think and do. And from that perspective, you're always putting yourself there for the customer. And, you know, I, I equate it because, you know, my son at 11 years old thinks, you know, oh no, shrimp is just not shrimp. I'm not even going to eat it unless it's from Chef Sherry because she has this magical shrimp from California. You know, and I love Austin. Again, <laughs> You know, you put yourself in that and you knew, you know, how, how to sell it, how to serve it and all of those things. And, and, and which is key. I mean, you do a, a lot of catering now and, you know, you, you become like the, the doctors and, and hospitals and nurses, you know, caterer of choice and, and the universities and things like that. I know you do a lot with the associations and the, the larger groups, but for the, the healthcare professionals and the doctors, you know, I mean, they're just like, where's Chef Sherry at? And, uh, you know, even the the friends when I was a basketball coach is like, hey, where's that chef at? That, I mean, that was so good. But tell me, you know, again, I mean, it's just 
that's a wonderful thing, especially right now, because oh. you know, hospitals and places are, are looking. Yeah, they're for taking it. They are they're taking it. They are taking it. They are taking it like that. Uh, weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. I mean, they are blow after blow, night after night after night after night. And one coming from um, the healthcare profession, because, you know, as you know, I uh, was a pharmacy tech in the United States Army, and then that turned into, uh, you know, doing nuclear medicine, uh, chemo IV therapies, you know, working in heart towers. And so um, when you have to think, when you have to use your brain because it is life and death, you must be alert. You have to be keen. Your brain has to be able to think. You can't do that tired, depleted, dehydrated, stressed out. It, it, it's awful. It's just awful. And so to my doctors, uh, I have an aunt that was, was a career nurse. Uh, my sister is a cardiac nurse in Augusta, um, Georgia. You are a nurse. There are just far too many people that I know in healthcare that I love and care about where I have a upfront personal understanding of what that is. So clam chowder at 3 a.m. wafting through the ward. It's in the staff room when you get a second. When you answer that call bell, when you have finished with that patient, when you have dumped that bedpan, when you have given the last rounds of meds for the night, go in there, get you something warm, take five minutes. And people don't understand, five minutes is nothing. But in a hospital, five minutes is everything. Five minutes, five minutes is the difference between coming and going, right. living and dying five minutes and so if you can take just a quick five minutes not for no cigarette not to go pee but if you could take five minutes just to go and sit down for two minutes and have something warm i don't care if it's warm i don't care if it's cold it doesn't matter if it's sweet or sour or it's the sweet and the salt because those two are sitting right there on your tongue palate together and so that's that juxtaposition that we love so much if you could just take a few minutes and get something in your belly it says two things to you okay and somebody cares about me that's it you can kind of push that reset button and you can go, all right, now let me think. And then let me get back at it. Let's let's go back to it. Let's go back to it. Because, you know, in the hospital where that's your entire profession is caring about other people. That's how I was able to make such an easy transition. Because I went from a recipe in a pharmacy, an Illumina Airflow hood, to for healing, to recipes out of my grandmother, my mother, my own cookbook that do the same thing. Mine are going to be emotional. Mine are going to be mental. Uh, it might be physical, just depending upon the number of pounds that you pack on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, by the same token, 
it is good for the mind, the body, and the spirit. So when you can help out, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why why do you think what what gave you your feistiness and what gave you that you know, desire to just just make food your service what what made you i mean i understand the story of how you got into mm-hmm. catering but what makes you still do that every day because it's not always the glory you know people see the oh, no. end result and right. so forth but you know they don't see the preparation you know from five days you know ahead of time right. or right. you know the cutting right. out of things and ultimately what makes you keep going well um I, I mean, again, I, I, you, you know, you hate to say it. You, you really do hate to say it. But I mean, it's just a matter of fact. I really do enjoy what it is that I do. Um, I get to party in a social environment. It's a controlled environment um, because I don't have to be uh, interactive with the guests unless I choose to. But I still get to be there and see and do and look at and and observe everything that's going on. But I also get to take absolutely an empty space and transform it into an entire event. I absolutely believe in giving you the best bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. The best bang for your buck. And, you know, you hear a lot of athletes... um, Saying, you know, hey, I know what my jersey's worth. Well, you're right. I know what my apron is worth. Because your friends are going to talk about this event. And, 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 and at the end of the day, what is it? You're celebrating your birthday. You want your friends to come out and have a good time and celebrate the fact that you have turned whatever that magical number for you is that has caused you to have this grand affair, right? right. So you want your friends to come out and celebrate with you. Okay, well, I want to make sure that all the bases are covered. (laughs) What is your color scheme? Mm -hmm. Do you have a DJ? You don't? Okay, I have several in multiple genres. Is this a secular party or is this a Christian party? I have DJs for both. I have wait staff. Are we going to do Swiss service? Is this going to be a formal event? Or you want to do backyard barbecue style? I can meet you where you are. You just need to tell me what you want to do, you know? Um, do you have a photographer? Is your, is your, uh, wait staff covered? Okay. Do you, are you valeting at this or are they just going to find parking wherever it is? Cause honey, in California, that's a whole, <laughs> whole job by itself, just to park your car. But, you know, I just want to make sure that you have everything that you need. Uh, Are you using the bar at the club? Do they have a full kitchen? If they don't have a full kitchen, do I have to be field expedient? Am I going to have to come in there with my bucket of hot water, which is mandatory hot water and soap, and set it up? Or what are we doing? What would you like to do? And so quite oftentimes when I'm talking to a client, what I say to them if it's an event now, you know, practicality is practicality in a hospital. You don't care about none of that. You want some food that you can eat. You can right. eat it when you need to. And it needs to be hot for the next, you know, five, six hours, whatever, the, whatever dinner shift may be covered. Right. But if you're doing an event, you know, then I want to talk to you. And so what I the first thing that I say to my clients is be a guest at your event and go from the door 
to the end of the night and tell me what you expect. Because if you're not a guest at your own party, then you don't know what type of experience that is that you're creating for your guests because you're the host. You're going to be all over the place. You're going to you're not going to remember half the things, which is why a photographer is key. You want to party and celebrate and have a good time, which is why a photographer, I mean, a DJ is key. You want to make sure that the food is good, which is why you call me and you're not going to eat, which is really why you call me. <laughs> Because I am the person who's going to make your plate first and it's going to be tucked away so mm -hmm. that the next day when you have woken up from that family <laughs> event in whatever state you may be in, mm -hmm. you can put that plate on your chest, get a fork in one hand and the remote in the other and go, damn, I had a good time. <laughs> yep. And it's good to, and you're good to go. And you're good to go. So um, I, I think those are just the little things because, you know, it's people, people do it all the time. You go somewhere, they order in some food. It comes in a shaper. They throw it out there. You know, who cares if the stoner went out two hours ago or not? You know, who cares if the food, <laughs> right. you know, who cares if the food is still cold or, you know, or hot, still hot when your guests come in, you know, and two, you have to know your audience. Right, There's right. a section of people that will show up on time. And when they show up on time, the first thing they want to do is eat. And they have showed up on time because they already know coming to the party mm -hmm. <laughs> that if they want the good food and they don't want they the food, go. they, right, right, they better right, get there first. Right. Okay. But then there are others of us who mm -hmm. love to roll in. You know, we had to pregame at the house and we had a couple of drinks. We had to check and see who all was going to be there and who all is coming and all of the rest of that. And so then they show up at 10 o'clock. Well, mm -hmm. if food service started at eight, but it's 10 o'clock now, for the money that you paid me, mm -hmm. that chicken better be hot at 10 o'clock. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or right. whatever it is, better be just the same at 10 o'clock as it was at eight o'clock for your guests. That's just part of good service. Right. You know, so, um, but I, but I, but I like it because I'm always an attendee at this event and right. we all know nobody is going to say, baby, were you at Tanika's party? Ciao. Tanika didn't No, They'll say none of that. What they will say that yes. food was on point. <laughs> right. That was some good food. Right. They're going to say that because, you know, a party lives or dies by the caterer. Mm -hmm. People true. will dance. People will drink. But they, but honey, if they, let that food be bad. Right. We've right. been to those parties. Let right. that food not be right. The first thing, mm, who did this? Who was that? Okay. you No. You can't mm -hmm. talk about me like that. Right. I won't have it. I won't have so, it. So that's part of the, what, what's really, really <laughs> That's what's amazing about you and uh, yeah, Feisty Foods is, and, and I made a point a long time ago, somebody uh, I heard everyone somewhere say, um, spend your money on experiences and not things. Right. And so that's exactly what you're getting is you're getting the right. experience. And yes. I've had a few of those plates tucked away and I'm like, hold up a minute, who ate all the and here's Chef Sherry like, oh, no, I made you a plate. And it's like you're just sitting there dreaming, but you've got this plate ready for you. Yes, and then you go, yes. oh, OK. Yes. Yeah, not only did your guests have an amazing time, because we all know how that is. It's like they ate all of it. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. that's oh, how you yeah. know it's good. That's how you yeah. know it's good. When yeah. Well, you, well you, that's the people, goal. 
that's the people goal. say people say that's how you know it's good when it's all gone but, but right you know it's good when you have leftovers <laughs> that's how you know it's good when that plate and, is tucked away that's when that's you yeah, like, oh, yeah she yeah. loves me she loves mm-hmm. me she loves me yeah so but yeah. i i think um you know that's one thing that people can really say especially that are listening and uh watching that you know, it's, it is there. Life is, is something that we really just can't take for granted. And friendships are, you know, you can network with business colleagues all day long. And that's what we do. We network and we we foster these friendships, but true friendships are ones that we can just pop on a call this way. And people are like, why in the world are we you know, sitting and chatting with the chef or why are we? Well, I mean, not only is the chef uh, amazing and, and catered to those that are out there putting their lives uh, out on the pandemic. Right. Uh, people calling me now. Hey, how do I get to hold that chef? <laughs> and I'm like, right. hold on a minute. Um, right. And and still, you know, from from preparing the food and setting up uh, and decorating too. I think I got a picture of you somewhere in my uh, drinking moonshine or something, but maybe I shouldn't oh. say that on uh, on, <laughs> well, on well, live. You know, everybody's grown. Everybody, I know I am. Everybody's grown. Uh, I so, didn't you know. dare go. I didn't dare go by the moonshine. By the way, let's just make it right. Of right. Let's so, be clear. But right. Uh, right. but yeah, I think that that, but for those that, that, that was my favorite picture, and um, you know, it's just again that experience and we've said some words and you've said some things like comfort and warmth and uh you know even feisty in itself i mean this is kind of that time where <laughs> it, it, it life is just it is too short do what right. it is that you want to do and enjoy the people that you are with and really be you you, you touched on being intentional and yes. being fully present with the people that you care about. And even if it's just two minutes, right. Right. We all get busy and schedules, you know, everyone knows I'm, I'm queen of a busy schedule, but when you are intentional, as you say, it doesn't even matter. I mean, I think I've, probably get on the phone with you and talk for like two hours like i already got i got yes. 10 minutes and that's it and it's right. like two hours later it's like uh yeah, yeah i just missed yeah like because all we, of these you things. gotta you gotta check in you gotta touch yeah. bases you yeah. gotta you know you gotta make sure you know are, are your people are good you know people yeah. that you care about you, you know, yeah it does and there have been plenty of times because there's so many things that you want to touch on right quick now granted no we can't have a two-hour conversation every day right. but you know, when we, when it's time to check in, you have to be purposeful. Right. I think you have to be purposeful with your time. And to your point, it's not everybody that's going to get a two hour phone call because, uh, baby, I got stuff to do. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and I know, I, I know right. our time today is even right. sure we got to pop off here in a minute, but what are the things that you, what things like, do you absolutely say, no, I'm not making that, or I hate making it. Uh, and what's your favorite? Okay. Um, well, one, something that was difficult for me, something that was difficult for me because just because of who I am. Um, I did a birthday party for a lady. It was a private dinner for two, her husband. And she said, uh, he, he doesn't do any form of dairy, but I want him to have cheesecake. I said, what, what are some other, you know, what are some other things that he may want to have? And uh, she said, oh, well, he loves, he loves red velvet cake. 
I said, okay. And I said, but that has a cream cheese frosting. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, let me sleep on it. Let me have a glass of wine. Let me think, let me work mm-hmm. with it. Let me go to grocery stores and touch some stuff. <laughs> and um, I found a vegan cream cheese. So I said, ah, mm-hmm. baby, here we go. So I whipped up my cream cheese frosting Mm -hmm. using the vegan cream cheese Mm -hmm. and his favorite color is blue. So Mm -hmm. I did a blue velvet cheesecake. I mean, a blue velvet uh, cake for him with the cream cheese frosting. This event was in San Jose. I live in Oakland. So let's say, let's say maybe there was an hour in travel time. Okay. I was not home. I was not home. I was still on the highway <laughs> and a picture popped up on my phone where they had cut his birthday cake oh, and he was fork to mouth and I was tickle pink. So, you know, okay. it, it, it's those things. But, um, you know, I was, I'm, I, I won't say that I don't like to do it. I think that I may be resistant because, um, you know, everything that requires a little bit of change or a little bit of, a little bit of effort. But then again, there are other times where I'll then go, okay, and I'll be in the kitchen and, you know, experimenting. And, well, let's see what this, let's see how, well, how this will come out. Or let's see what this may taste like if we, if we put this with this, you know. So, um, but my favorite thing, hands down, my favorite thing, and it's been a big hit out here. Because, you know, the, we have a, a very uh, dense Asian population. But um, I do a collard green egg roll that will kill somebody. Because I cook down my collard greens. Sometimes I do it in smoked turkey. Sometimes I do it in ham hocks. Just depends on, you know, who, who, who the audience is. And then I roll up these egg rolls with collard greens and fry them up beautifully crisp. And I have a, a sweet chili sriracha sauce that I make so that, you know, it's akin to putting hot sauce or chow chow on your collard greens so that you have that that spice bite on it and um it's a big party favorite it's a big hit it's one of my best selling appetizers people absolutely love it um so part of the whole feisty food thing is that i like to take traditional things and twist them up a little bit you know serve it to you maybe in a way that you haven't had it before or i mean because you know you've got beef Chicken, pork, lamb, you know, how how many different ways are you going to eat that? There's 365 days in a year. We got to eat every day. So, you know, you're going to have the same thing all the time. So I just try to, I just try to twist it up and serve it in a, serve it in a different way. Serve it some way you may not have expected to have it. Right. But do you see my face right now? Cause... <laughs> There you go, but talking about you. those <laughs> egg rolls. That's all right. I, you, know, I'm, you, you know, I'm hour. coming. I'm making them fresh. The minute I get okay. there, the minute I get oh. there, we're gonna turn that fryer on, and we're gonna use uh, we're gonna use uh, some uh, rice oil, mm-hmm. or we might use some grapeseed oil. But we're gonna use a very, very healthy oil, mm-hmm. and we're gonna fry those collard green egg rolls just for you. I fair promise. Enough, fair enough. Fair enough. You don't forget the shrimp from California and the, right. uh, oh. the bread from Acme. Don't forget. Right. That. 
Right. Absolutely. Right. But here's the thing though. What's the one thing that I'm like, no matter if we're having like Italian, am I going to say, Chef Sherry, are you making, what am I always requesting? And you're like, that doesn't go. Well, you know, I am structured about my this plate. Is not a, this uh, is not a barbecue. I, like, this is, doesn't uh, go. Right, right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the potato salad or that, or that cornbread. That's what I'm going to say. The potato salad. Definitely. Yes. I'm like, yes. Yes. Because, well, you know, that potato, that potato salad hit you on that, on that first, uh, I think it was a recruiting barbecue. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like come on in. Just cause this, I feel yeah. like that was a test. I, one of my first interactions. First of all, the very first recruiting trip. I, I mean, let's let's just go back to the fact that it was like, oh yeah, come on in. You know, I'm just cooking a little something. And I mean, you came out with like the whole cow steaks, and it was just like. I was like, yeah, I really don't. You're like, oh no, come on over here and, and eat this steak. I mean, I don't think I left a bite on the steak. And the right? three different cheesecakes. And the three different cheesecakes. And at that time, I mean, I could definitely not afford to put on another pound. But I think before I left your house, I might have put on <laughs> at least 10. And, uh, you know, what's so crazy is that like, that was the neighborhood place. And like all the neighborhood kids are like, oh, what y'all having for dinner? You know, and, and, and it was like the whole neighborhood. And, <laughs> and, and then the second time was like, oh, yeah, it's a family bar. Yo, come on. And I mean, that thing right there, I, I just I haven't looked at, you know, barbecue chicken. And that's so that's the problem. I was on your Instagram and saw that barbecue chicken. Oh, okay. And, right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's like, come on in. And you know, it's like you hit the potato salad. It's like, oh man, what? And well, you, you know, honey, back, my mother you was look there. Back like somebody, <laughs> you kind of look back like some, I don't even know why. Like, is somebody looking like, what? Where does this come from? You got to get that. That's how you know it's good. And then, you know, all the other, yeah, come on, put. let, let me fix your plate. And I, I'm already doomed. Absolutely. I'm already doomed because it's like, and I'm sitting here saying, well, she fixed it. I need to go ahead and eat all of it. I mean, it was just like you had the fried cabbage. I mean, that was, man, I'm getting hungry. It was just it's like, <laughs> and no wonder why she has to keep me around is because the cooking is so good. And, but it was just, you, you welcomed me and, and the centerpiece of all of that is, is always a home for people to come and yeah. always a gathering for family and friends. And even the ones you've probably been feeding for 10 years still just coming. Just a little Southern time. hospitality. You know, yeah, that's what we yeah. do. We, we yeah. might not be able to give you a lot, but when you leave my house, you know that I fed you, we loved on you a little bit and now you should be able you should be able to go on your way knowing that you know somebody cared about you yeah somebody yeah. cared about you yeah and i like that and you know as we wrap up i think uh when they see that feisty fork and they see that on the even if it's a a to-go uh container of something right. that you've prepped uh -huh. they, they very well feel that you know and i can say that i can echo that just in our friendship as well is that it's very much felt and uh you know i'm just grateful to have you and and uh, as am i 
Yeah, as am I. And I am just, you know, saying, okay, world, go ahead and hold on a second, though. We need to get this straight. You know, don't be booking all these caterings. I got to book my stuff two years in advance. Well, you know, you get first right of refusal. You know, I appreciate that. I need to remember research needs to be in person. (laughs) Right. Yes. Understood. We're very clear. From now on, research (laughs) needs to be in person. Yes. Yes. I'm going to actually, I'm going to come into that lovely test kitchen that you have. And uh, we're going to get it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I do have a few new new tricks up my sleeve. I want to run by you and the family. Because I know y'all will be honest. Right. And that barbecue sauce, we need to send a link there. And uh, that thing, can you, are you even keeping it in stock? Are you, how, how's that going? Well, well, I'm batching it up and it goes out more so through the, you know, through the summertime. Of anything you want to just, you know, share with, uh, with everyone or just, just say, we'll make sure we put your contact stuff there. That will put all your social media and so forth, especially mm-hmm. hospitals, nurses, doctors, and all healthcare right. workers, right. especially right now, trying to do things to help their staff and feel Absolutely. inclusive and, That's and right. feel that in home and feel like family. I know that they're booking you up. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my sister. Hello to the family and absolutely to you and your team. Thank you for this outstanding opportunity. I really appreciate it. You're always welcome. And we'll see how quickly we can get you back. Absolutely. Much love. All right. Bye-bye. Hopefully you guys liked today's episode. My goal is to be of help to you in making even the slightest change in your life through this podcast. And if that happens, then that's achievement enough for me. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Make sure you don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That's very important. And also connect with me on my social media pages. And if you want to know more about me, please visit TanikaBruce.com. Now, there's always three things that you need to do in between now and the next episode. One, don't forget to share it with your friends and family. Two, know when the next episode will be. And number three, win your day.